This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Hello. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Today, I want to begin with a heartfelt apology. I I feel like I should get down on bended knee, but I believe that I shouldn't bend the knee on anything. So you're just going to be happy with the apology. All right. I I have to I have to give an apology. And it's, I'm struggling with it because I want Quinn to call off his damn Nigerian dwarf goats that are surrounding my house. They're everywhere. I woke up today. I go walk out of the garage. Uh, where I turn damn Nigerian dwarf goats everywhere I'm like what's going on and then I look at my email and I find out that I said a website wrong and Quinn sent the dwarfs so Quinn okay I'm sorry I apologize alright I, 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 I didn't mean it it was an oversight so I told you the other day, they sent me some lines to do for a commercial for Quinn Pittman and his goat soap. Now, the commercial is finished. I saw the end commercial because I read the couple lines and I told you what those lines are. I don't know. Goat soap is wonderful and send it to your Valentines and wash yourself with goat soap. I mean, something like that. I don't remember what the line was. And Blaze 10 to get 10% off. You know, you, you know because... I mean, if you can get a discount and goat soap clean, that's a good life right there. Anyway, uh, but I said, then as we were talking about it, I was talking about Quinn's story and how he's, you know, been milking Nigerian dwarf goats for five or six years. And he talks about his life and, and now he's selling these products. And the commercial has the family and they're from Florida and that's all good. I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Wash me down with goat soap, okay? But I said that the website was gpgoatsoap.com. Now, I didn't say that during the commercial because that wasn't what they had me read for the commercial. However, okay, the website is, and, and I don't know why, it's just a me misreading it and I just I couldn't get it out of my head. It's not gpgoatsoap.com. It's qpgoatsoap.com. And of course it is. Quinn Pittman. That's the guy's name. His name is a GP. How do you smell Quinn? So I don't know what got me in the head of QP, but that's not right. It's not QP. So if you, I mean, it is QP. I don't know how I got it in my head that it was GP. That's what I mean. It was, it's in my head. I don't know why. So, and if I would have had to have read the URL, I would have said GP. I mean, it would have been wrong. They would have been, you know, they, and let's be clear about something too. All right. Just to be clear. Right. I was not on any of these emails and yet they wanted to use my voice and I appreciate it. Thank you. I'm like I said, wash me down with goat soap. I'm good. 
okay? But I want Quinn to call off the Nigerian dwarf goats from my house, okay? I apologize. I realize that it's qpgoatsoap.com. All right, Quinn Pittman. Not what I said the other day. I got to stop saying it. I got to stop saying it out loud because I can't get it out of my head. So it's qpgoatsoap.com. Call off the Nigerian dwarf goats, okay? Welcome to Chewing the Fat. All right. Dallas, Texas. The Metroplex, DFW. I think it's Dallas's, what, fifth marketplace in the country? DFW is fifth marketplace in the country? What do you got? New York, LA, Chicago, Miami, Dallas. Houston? San Francisco. Atlanta. Oh, so you got New York, L.A., Chicago, San Francisco, Dallas. Okay. All right. What the heck is Miami? Miami's got to be sixth or seventh, right? Okay, so they're 11th. Miami, Miami, Fort Lauderdale is the 11th radio market. Okay, you happy? So you got, so New York, number one, obviously, Los Angeles, Chicago, San Francisco, Dallas, Fort Worth, Houston, Atlanta, Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, Boston, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Seattle, Tacoma, Phoenix, Detroit. Wow. Detroit. I'd like to revisit those numbers. Minneapolis, St. Paul, San Diego, and Tampa, St. Pete. Yeah, Tampa, St. Pete, that gets kind of screwed for a radio market. They should be higher than that. But the smaller markets surrounding the Tampa area the tampa tampa instead of being tampa st petersburg it should be tampa bay and that would make it a bigger market same thing that's what they do for tv but hey i digress back to dallas <laughs> little story revolving around dallas texas uh the city council voted to require sexually oriented businesses to shut down from 2 a.m to 6 a.m Workers in the adult entertainment industry are pissed. That's when they make their money. That's when we, well, you can't shut us down. What are you doing? Only one of the Dallas City Council members said, hey, I was raised by a single mom who had three jobs. He didn't say mom, one of them, when mom was a stripper, but he did say he appreciates the, uh, you know, the single mothers. And they talked about, one lady that was there to talk in front of them talked about how her income is going to be slashed and she makes her money and she works overnight, comes home, get the kids up, sends them to school, sleeps, gets them up, takes them to do whatever they have to do, their their kids stuff that kids have to do after school and then she goes to work. I don't she didn't say I leave them home with dad. Of course she's a single mom, so maybe and she did I mean we just I guess we just leave them. See you later. Good night. Talk to you later. Don't open the door for anybody. Uh, okay. All right. I guess so. But I got here's the thing. I've got uh, the help for you, strip clubs. This is just me thinking out loud for you. Okay, that's what I'm doing here on Chewing the Fat. You can call me. We can figure something out. Email me, chewingthefatattheblaze.com. You know, social media, at JeffyJFR, Twitter, Jeff Fisher Radio, Facebook, and Instagram. 
at Jeffy JFR on Getter. I got a Getter story for you, too. A little frustrating. Uh, but anyway, that aside, um, here's what you do. So they have to close for business 2 to 6 a.m. Well, okay, so if you're in the club at 2, can't you just stay there? Can't they just close the doors and stay there? I mean, then it's a private club, right? I think you make it into a private club. I think the private club membership is from 2 to 6. And so if you're in the club, you pay them an extra 100 bucks, and you're a happy member. A happy member of glitter, and you're you know just lock the doors. So if you leave, you leave. You can't come back, but or you can just stay in, and that's the deal for the next four hours or so, or however long you want to stay. But they still be able to make money. The thing is, is that Dallas has said that they are requiring sexually oriented businesses to shut down. I mean, are there stores selling sexually oriented merchandise open from 2 to 6 a.m.? Because now we're putting a cringe in their business, too. That's, I mean, I guess maybe if you need, if you feel the need to get some sort of sexual merchandise, maybe you pick it up at 1.30. Now, I'm reduced to selling my merchandise out of the back of a truck in the parking lot of the strip club. That can't be good. That can't be good. Now, according to Dallas Police Chief Eddie Garcia, who convinced the council members that the reduced hours would cut down on violent crime, he said, 76% of violent crime is happening from 2 to 6 a.m. Okay. Um, uh, Maybe I give you that. And then he also, then he throws in, and it's likely to be tied to the clubs. Is it, is it likely to be tied to the clubs? Okay. I would like some proof of that. And I don't think, and it didn't matter because they already passed the thing. Which people are pissed. That's what they're really pissed about is that you normally cities would say, okay, well, we're going to take the information and look into it and get some of these facts to see if these, if it actually is tied to the clubs for this violent crime between 2 and 6 a.m. So if there's all kinds of violent crime still happening now that these strip clubs are closed, are we going to go back to Eddie and say, dude? Yeah, that's, that's how you. That's how you present it to the police chief. Dude, what are you doing? <laughs> so apparently, Texas, I mean, Texas, what are we doing? Plano, we can't, we're closing down strip club businesses. I mean, Plano and San Antonio uh, also have regulations requiring 2 a.m. closures for sexually oriented businesses. How are these cities still even alive? <laughs> I, I, you know, it just feels like we're against small business, damn it. And that we're not supposed to be against small business here in America. I mean, in Pennsylvania, another Pennsylvania story. I mean, we've got news coming out of Pennsylvania left and right these days, man. I had the lady with the monkeys. I had the guy you can't kill. And now I got this story, the Amish. 
the the feds are busting the Amish farmer because he happens to sell a couple of guns. I mean, what are we doing? So ATF raids this Amish dairy farmer to seize his firearm stash in, according to them, a potential rogue gun retailer bust. So apparently this Amish dairy farmer been dealing guns out of the back of his buggy. I don't know if he's been doing it out of the back of his buggy, but he has been doing it on his farm. Now, he admits to selling some of his guns, rifles. He says no handguns, no no gun of the hand. You remember Witness, the documentary, the do- documentary on the Amish people, Witness, with uh, Harrison Ford, no gun of the hand. Uh, anyway, the uh, uh, he just sells rifles. Now, according to the ATF spokesperson, they seized evidence but they didn't say how many firearms they seized it was an untold number and they haven't charged him with anything yet i guess charges are still pending but uh our president joseph robinette biden uh has promised a crackdown on rogue gun dealers and we're gonna start with the amish those bastards I can't believe it. So they claim that it's possible that he sold up to 600 guns. Now, that seems, if that's true, 600 guns doesn't seem like it's just a friendly gun, selling guns to other farmers around the around the Amish land. That seems like, and he admitted that he has sold some guns to non-Amish people. Now, I'm not going to deny that I was selling some. <laughs> but I'm a dairy man. And so I got cows and milk to take care of. I'm just, uh, it's not clear how many guns he sold. It does seem like if he sold 600, it seems like maybe it's more than just selling out of the back of your buggy to other farmers your long rifles keep the wolves away from the dairy cows right i mean really his argument could be look there could be wild monkeys rolling through my dairy farm i gotta put them down i don't want them attacking my cows i gotta put them down sorry and with you people you government sneaking plagued monkeys into my state uh we're ready to put him down uh you're welcome by the way for that defense oh my gosh look at the time we got to go to the break room i'm dying of thirst here give me something cold to drink desperately oh my gosh oh man i love going to the break room i do don't look at me like that i don't always appreciate who's in the break room when i go there but i appreciate i like going to the break room and getting myself something cold to drink today is a coca-cola zero sugar i appreciate it oh that is good too i'll tell you that (sighs) did you see where the uh mirth mobile you know the car that was in wayne's world the amc pacer the 1976 amc pacer from wayne's world 
uh, just sold at auction. How much? How much would you pay for a 1976 AMC Pacer, the specific Wayne's World car? I mean, it's still got the little flame on the side and the different wheels on the car. Those AMC Pacers. I had a friend actually that had one. Uh, man, oh, those were good cars. Were they? <laughs> <laughs> uh, which makes it so funny that's why wayne's world was uh you know was so funny although wayne's world how old is wayne's world man 30 years old holy cow wow so anyway in the film 30 years ago uh wayne and garth were rocking out to bohemian rhapsody in the amc pacer so you still haven't told me how much you'd pay for it because I know how much it's sold for at the auction. Uh, the iconic movie car sold in two. Let me tell you. All right, so it sold in 2016, five years ago, to the Pawn Stars. Rick Harrison, my man, Pawn Stars bought it. So then he fully res- TV show Pawn Stars fully restored it. So he bought the the junker for thirty seven thousand. Four hundred dollars in 2016. Wait, hold on, just a second. This we've been had. Just a second. So Rick owns the one that he restored when he got that for thirty-seven. I thought this was the real one, but it looks like this one is the second one. It was like the. The movie Double? Wait one second. Because this one, because I was thinking, well, Rick, I mean, you, dude, you usually, Rick's really good about, you know, buying low, selling high. That's how he makes his living. And the, this story says the second 1976 Pacer, oh, also sold. Okay, maybe I read the story correctly. It also sold. <laughs> so how much did this stupid thing pay for? Because the second one sold for 34000 That's a little less than thirty-seven. And after five years and a full restored money, you're losing a little cash. So, so this one, look at the pictures of it, man. I mean, who doesn't want to own an AMC Pacer? They are awesome. Don't raise your hand. Don't you raise your hand. You know you want an AMC Pacer that's been fully restored to be the fine automobile that it was in the beginning. (laughs) It doesn't say. Okay, here we go. Now I've got it straight. All right, so... what, What happens is in my life is I see this story... And I say, oh, the AMC Pacer, I've got to talk about that because it's such a, it's an iconic vehicle. The AMC Pacer from from Wayne's World. (laughs) And I see sold for 37.4. That was previously though, okay? And that's the one Rick Harrison bought, right? The 34,100 was the second 76 Pacer. So the first one, this is why I know that Rick Harrison as of the money-making machine that he is because the vintage 76 
Blue MC Pacer, which graced the big screen 30 years ago, $71,500 for the Wayne's World AMC Pacer. That seems about 70000 too high. Now how much do you want to have the AMC Pacer? <laughs> oh, yeah. Sad news, too. Who died today? Who died today? Uh, real sad news. Um, Aquaman. Jason Momoa. Dead. At 42 years of age. No, kind of. Not really. Okay, so he didn't really die. But he's living out of a trailer. I mean, you know, he and Lisa broke up. I don't know if Lisa kicked him to the curb or, if, you know, I know they released their mutual statement that it was all about we're going to love and respect each other. But Lisa's not living out of a dump trailer, I'll tell you that. And uh, apparently he's been, Jason's, there's photos of him in a friend's driveway in L.A., Thank you, TMZ. And uh, he, I mean, he's looking a little rough, man. My man. I mean, in the driveway, in the driveway, he's got glasses on. Still, you know, he still has got the long hair and everything. It actually appears like it's possible that it could be Jason's double and not Jason. Because, I mean, he's starting to put on a few LBs. He looks as, I mean, he's, if he's preparing for a role, it ain't Aquaman. I'll tell you that. Now, there's an Aquaman 80 coming out. I mean, they got, the guy's worth some cash, and the T-shirt he's wearing is all ripped up. I mean, I get that. It could be your favorite T-shirt. You know, maybe, that, maybe that's the, t -shirt, the last T-shirt your mom washed for you or something. I don't know. But I get wearing the old ripped up t-shirts. It's comfy. You love it. You feel comfortable. It looks like it's got some cigarette burns in. <laughs> but the guy had to make some cash, right? I mean, he had to, I mean, he made, they're saying he's worth 14 million. So let's say he's not worth, let's say he's worth 5 million. All right. We'll give him 5 million. He's got to have at least 5 million in the bank. My gosh. The guy made some serious cash off Aquaman. I remember he was really broke before he met uh, Lisa when they first met. He was really broke. She's got her own cash. And because he talked about being on Game of Thrones and finally starting to make some money. And then uh, Game of Thrones was like, yeah, we're killing you off. And he was really bummed because uh, that stopped the, uh, the checks from coming in. So, I mean, he had, he's got to have a little bit of cash. So, I mean, maybe he's just living within his means at a friend's driveway i mean that can't last long right if you're if you're a friend of jason's do, how long do you let that happen how long do you sit there on the front porch and i mean if it's just you you probably let yeah fine you know let him live in his trailer it's just jason he's fine but sooner or later if you're with the wife uh sooner or later the wife is going to be like he's got to go and sooner right i mean sooner or later you're you're sipping coffee looking out on the back porch and you hear the you hear the side door close and it's Momoa coming in to empty his toilet from the camper and the wife is looking at you like this is the last day I want him gone you tell him to hook that damn trailer up and get the hell out of here I'm going to yoga 
And when I come back, I want him gone. You know that's happening. You know it is. So, I mean, I don't know how long you let Jason stay in your driveway, but it's not going to be much longer. I promise you that. So, is he officially dead? No. Close, though. And if you're living in a trailer, are you really homeless? Not really. Right? I mean, you're not homeless. You have a home. You just kind of... Well, when you have a camper <laughs> you're living in, so that's your home. Just don't have a specific address to oh, send stuff to. when you live in to. a trailer, home's wherever you park it. Yeah. So you're not really homeless. Right? Because I see where Kanye is now in trouble. I'm sorry, Ye is uh, in trouble because there was a report that he was going to employ homeless people as models in his upcoming fashion show. And I don't know why that's a problem. I mean, if they're, they're homeless, they need the work, they need the cash, they need the food, get them up on the runway. And so people were a little like the uh, the Yeezy Gap spokesperson. Yeah, Gap might not have been too. <laughs> Gap might have said, uh, oh, uh, yay. Uh, no, we're not gonna, we're not gonna do that. So we know you, you're big on the homeless people and help them and everything, but no, we can't do that. Now the spokesperson said that uh, uh, Ye's schedule and the rumored collab collection wasn't happening. So maybe he was gonna try to do that, and Gap was like, uh, "How about no? <laughs> no." So he, you know, he apparently. Yay is big on helping the homeless people. Um, he's he's done uh, work with the uh, Skid Row Fashion Week with David Sebastian. Let's get David Sebastian on the line. I want to know all about Skid Row Fashion Week. <laughs> oh, man. Now, according to Sebastian, he claimed that this is where it comes from that uh yeezy x skid row fashion week event was gonna happen they were they talked about that oh yeah so all the all the sales would be you know donated to skid row or a portion of the sales would be donated for them so apparently they were gonna incorporate items found on skid row into the fashion looks that would be good that would be, i mean you look hot in that trash bag puffer jacket Uh, but it's not gonna happen so stop it okay stop laughing stop making fun of it a homeless problem in california and around the world is a problem and an issue and needs to be solved damn it we have we have superstars and and superheroes living in campers that doesn't count as being homeless. Oh yeah, we just talked about that. Never mind. I'm excited though. This is the last weekend of, you know, actual NFL football. I know there's the Super Bowl in 2 or 3 weeks, but pfft. I mean, that's, that's more about the halftime, and we've got 
I know the game and everything. But this weekend, we got teams. It's going to be an awesome weekend. Last weekend was fantastic. But the problem is, all right, the problem is we have two games this weekend, two big NFL games this weekend. We've got Cincinnati, Kansas City, and we have San Francisco 49ers at the Los Angeles Rams at SoFi. And then it's over. No more football. No more. I mean, I miss college football on Saturdays, but NFL kind of took over there. They eased the pain a little bit. And then now it's going to be nothing. It's going to be nothing. I know. I know. A lot of people, you know, I'm going to have to do something else rather than just watch football. I don't know what that's going to be. Email me. Chewingthefatoftheblaze.com. Give me an idea of something to do. Uh, you know, on Saturdays, just say, hey, here's some ideas of what you could possibly do on Saturday. And I've got some ideas, but I don't know what I should do. And now they're taking away. I was thinking about maybe, you know what? I got nothing else to do. I might as well become an umpire in in a minor league baseball. I thought, you know, don't look at me like that. I ever tell you my umpire story? I, I really did. They have umpire schools in Florida. And I knew a couple people that were going to umpire school. And I thought about going to umpire school at one point to become an umpire. But then I, I thought, did I, did I ever tell you my umpire story where I had the counter and I wasn't paying attention? Because I found out that I can't, went over to help out, but I figured I'd get paid. right? But I found out that it was a, like a volunteer position to be an umpire. I was already there. So I said, you know, I, I'll do the game, but I'm not going to do a bunch. I wanted to get paid. I want to make some money. And so he stuck me. I was out on second base as the second base umpire. I'm a, I don't care. I'm not paying attention. I'll make the calls on the bases. I got to make the calls at second. Got to come over and maybe make the call on the throws to third, you know, because there was whatever. It's fine. I could do that. But I wasn't keeping track of the balls and strikes like I was supposed to. I even had the little hand counter. You know, I got my little umpire counter for balls and strikes and outs. But I wasn't paying attention. So uh, this female umpire behind the plate calls timeout, walks out toward me, and I'm like, what the hell's going on? Why is she coming out to me, man? I'm, I, you know, I made the right calls. What are you going to argue with me too like the managers? And uh, she comes up and she goes, Okay, so what's the count? She lost. She lost track of the count, dummy. She lost track, and I, and I was like, I looked down at my, I looked down at my counter, and I look, I looked down at my counter. I was like, I got zero balls, zero strikes, and zero outs. You want to go with that? <laughs> she was so pissed. She just stormed back to the plate, man. <laughs> But they don't have to worry about that now. That's my point. I can't even do that. I can't even do that anymore because they're going to have robot umpires in the minor leagues. I know. We're, humans are doomed. We've got robot umpires behind the plate calling balls and strikes. I mean, is there? A, you're not supposed to argue balls and strikes anyway with the umpire. But what happens if it's really a bad call? There have been some examples of the robot really blowing the call. It just doesn't. Look, your AAA baseball, live with it. Okay, tough. Nobody really cares. Unless you, are we getting ready to go up to the bigs? No? And then zip it. Don't worry about it. So we'll see. I don't know. Uh, we'll see how it works out with 
robots calling balls and strikes. But we do have, remember, I think we talked about uh, the last time I had, uh, I don't know, one of the surgeries I had. Um, one of them. I don't remember which last one. Last Christmas? that? There were several years there that I went to the hospital often. And so one of the surgeries that I had, the guy talked to me about using robots in assisting in the surgery. And I talked to him about it, and he and he would loved it. I mean, they use it. He, they they work great, and they assist him in these. Uh, oh, it's gallbladder. When I have my gallbladder out, because that's that's an easy one. You know, you go in, you suck it out, you tie it up, you get out of there. Well, now they're talking about. They just had a robot perform the first laparoscopic surgery. La, laparoscopic, lapro. Amorphophallus. Yeah, surgery without human help. So it performed the surgery on the soft tissue of a pig. Not me. You don't look at me like that. This is like we're talking about humans now and, and pigs. Uh, soft tissue of a pig without the guiding hand of a human. So the robot is doing it on its own, which is a pretty big step. Because uh, now that you're talking about um, we're going to do fully automated surgery on humans. From a ro- without a doc, um, I don't know that I want that right now. Because they, they talk, I mean, part of the thing that makes the robotics so good is that they, they are so steady, right? And they can, and you can, the doc can have the hands move some of the robotics, but there's also some that they program in and the doc is there just to oversee and make sure that it's, doing it properly and is able to step in if there's an issue right because of the repetitive motion and the precision of the whatever they're doing but one of the things that's tough is the you know intestinal stuff when you get in there because it's so well pliable for lack of a better word i mean you get in there and you cut and there's there was doo-doo of feces thrown all over the walls the floor the ceiling and it stunk so bad I mean, the human would be dead there, but the robot would still be alive in that case, if that were actually the case. But they're talking about uh, how some of the surgeries, like um, intestinal doo-doo-goo-goo stuff. <laughs> you know, I'm pretending to be a doctor here, and so, but it, it uh, if it starts bleeding or something turns and shifts, the human has to. The human is able to adjust, right? But the robot is still like, <sighs> just yeah, the robot's smoking and just uh, you know doing what it's doing what it's doing. Probably shouldn't be smoking in the so OR. So what? Yeah, it's a robot. What are you going to do? I mean, you're going to make him stop. You make him stop. I asked him to stop. He wouldn't. Um, so. Once we get past that, once the robot gets past needing human help, we uh, we're we're done. I mean, we've seen the documentary iRobot. It's done. We're we're done. And don't don't get with me like oh humans won that did they? I mean, it took a robot, and it took a a, a human with robotics to save humanity okay you say so i mean where things are coming true these days i mean we saw i just i just did a story of blasts from a flashing radio wave 
coming from a mysterious nearby object in space. Uh, we've seen the documentary to that too. It didn't turn out real well. Uh, yes, eventually humans want, you know, come to think of it. Both of these documentaries were done by the same man. Documentary, iRobot and Independence Day. Uh, both done by the same man. Interesting. Interesting. So we have blasts of flashing radio waves coming from mysterious nearby object in space. Oh. Okay. Right. Oh. Now they've spotted a mysterious object letting out giant blasts of energy three times an hour. Whatever the object is, relatively nearby, 4,000 light years away, just right there. It's right there around the corner. The object was disappearing and appearing over a few hours during the observations. Okay. Uh, No problem. According to the astronomer, almost completely unexpected. Really? No, we expected. Okay, thank you. It was kind of spooky. Was it? I mean, that's what you're looking for, Mr. Astronomer. Plus, I mean, 4,000 light years away. I get that that's right around the corner in space, space. But, I mean, it's 4,000 light years away. It's a little bit of a distance, a little bit of a ride, a little bit of a drive. You're not just. It's not like going to Wisconsin. You zip in, you zip out. Name that movie. It's like going to Wisconsin. You zip in, you zip out. If you name that movie, you can win a brand new... Okay, who is the one? that has been saying forever that an issue with fat guy seating on rides, on planes, on buses, on trains, on horses, on animals, whatever it is, there's always some kind of fat guy limit. I've told you the plane story where the pilot even said, yeah, we we aren't spinning. No, No flips. I've been there. I've been fat shamed. I've been looked at. I've been, I've had heads looked at me and shaken my god you're fat i've had that i have experienced that look, fat, look. thank you even the president of the united states of america he wasn't the president then but even the president of the united states of america has shamed me and now i see a story where a guy won a ticket a raffle ticket to be part of spacex inspiration four crew elon musk richest man in the world yeah you can't come yeah you're too fat there's no there's there's a weight limit there's a size limit on the on the inspiration four crew so you can't come so weightlessness right oh jesus and i I mean i if there's going to be weightlessness who needs it more we do so uh, there's a 250 pound weight limit on space 250 pounds i mean i could do 250 on one leg bro i mean 250 please i don't even 
I don't know. Give me that. I don't want to go down that road. But he, this the guy that won it is 330 pounds. Man, I could do 330 pounds on one leg. I, I just, I'm just telling you, 330 pounds. So he's six hundred dollar raffle ticket, six hundred bucks he spent. You'd think they would have went, "Ooh, dude, uh, no, no, not you." But no, they wanted the money. It's okay to take the money from the fat man, knowing that they weren't going to let him on. He should sue. Oh man, I mean, it should be FedEx from right now, from now on, man. Elon Musk's. FedEx, just because of him. So his buddy bought a raffle ticket to or spent 50 bucks. They were at this event. And uh, his buddy, of course, obviously didn't win. So he donated the ticket. He gave the ticket to his friend. Said, here, you go in my place. It was only a special dream to travel into space. But when he was dreaming, he was also eating. So he's too fat now to... (laughs) to go into space i mean that's a problem and i've talked about it before i do i want to space travel you betcha it'd be great but there's no fat guy seating that's a problem that's an that's an issue now you may say to yourself is it because <laughs> if you know if we're going to space i don't know that i want you next to me <laughs> crowding me out on the on the spaceship but they could spread out a little I mean, just give me a seatbelt extender on the spaceship and let me get out of here, okay? I mean, that's... Did you... Oh, yeah, speaking of weight limits and everything, and you see the bridge collapse in Pittsburgh? Outside of Pittsburgh? Today, the 28th of January, 2022? Oh, today is the 28th. Wow. Tomorrow's my birthday, the 29th of January. Another year around the sun... On this rock, Ugh. I'm now 152 years old. <laughs> anyway, the bridge collapsed in Pittsburgh. Amazing. I mean, holy cow. Now, there were several vehicles and a bus on the bridge. I mean, there are weight limits in place for a reason. Now, no... <laughs> There were no, maybe, I mean, maybe the bus was like, ah, oh, we can get across no matter what. Ooh, no. I mean, it does not look, that bridge is in trouble, man. I need, it, it seems as though perhaps there was a, a lack of oversight on the upkeep of the bridge. I could be wrong. Could be. It is interesting, and no one was injured. There were 10 minor injuries. Uh, three people that were part of the crash were taken to area hospitals, but no life-threatening injuries, which is great. I mean, I'm happy to hear that. But it is interesting that a bridge collapses today in Pittsburgh, and our president of the United States of America, Joseph Robinette Biden, is going to be in Pittsburgh today talking about infrastructure. Look, Pat, look. Huh. He may actually pull that out of the hat today. I mean, he might bring Pete along. Buttigieg is, you know, they can talk about weight limits and infrastructure issues. I mean, okay, it's just interesting that it happened. I'm not, I'm not alleging anything. I'm just saying, isn't it interesting how it all worked out? Isn't it? Hey, it's Friday, 
So, Chris, you ready to play the CTF game show? Come on, baby. Yeah. Let's get out of here and play the CTF, the brand new CTF game show. I mean, I see where Amy Schneider, her, her, him, they, them, epic run on Jeopardy came to an end. She racked up 40 wins, the second longest streak in history. 1.4 million in prize money. That's not a bad, that's not a bad go on Jeopardy. Congratulations to Amy for her 40 game win. But uh, the CTF game show, uh, you know, it's the three headlines that are lie. But the game show, I think I'm calling it the CTF What's the Lie? That's the game show. I like that one. Do we have any game show music or anything? Da, 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 da. Welcome to the CTF Game Show, What's a Lie? Yes, you two have to figure out which story is a lie. Can you decide before Chris does? Let's see. That's the game. Hey, Chris, welcome to another edition of What's the Lie? Thank you. It's good to be here. What do you do for a living, Chris? I wish I knew. <laughs> yes. Oh, you're not homeless, are you? We're not. This is a, what's a lie. We're not helping homeless people, are we? We provide. No, I, ha- you, I have an RV. I live in. We provided you with a shower and clothing and everything, right? So if I come over there, I'm not going to get any of that homeless whiff. You know what I'm talking about. Okay, so what's a lie? All right, three head. I'm going to give you four headlines. One of them's a lie. All right, you ready to go? All right. He didn't say he was ready to go. You ready to go? Yes, I am ready. All right. A veteran. Don't and you can't you can't Google. All right. You at home, you may be able to Google, but Chris, you can't Google. Put your Googler down. And also let my me phone. see your hands. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> what's a lie? What's a lie? A veteran won a four million dollar lottery prize using the numbers from a fortune cookie. Second headline: A secret to a good night's sleep: hot dog lunches. The third headline: Bradley Cooper, Benedict Cumberbatch, and the golden age of nude men. And the fourth headline, New Mexico governor just signed on as a substitute teacher amid steep staff shortages. Those are the four headlines, Chris. Which one is the lie? This is where Chris is deciding which headline is a lie. I honestly have no idea. If he wins, he'll take home the copy of the home game. CTF, what's a lie? Chris, that's time for you to decide. Kill the music. It's time for you to decide what's a lie. Hot dogs? I thought you said you had no idea, but absolutely 100% correct. The secret to a good night's sleep is hot dog lunches. No, that is not true. Yes, congratulations. You've won a copy of the new home game, CTF. What's a lie? Oh, boy. Right. Now, the one thing I want to talk about a little bit, though, is the Bradley Cooper, Benedict Cumberbatch being nude. Uh, now we're talking, baby. Oh, yeah. Come on. 
I mean, full frontal nudity? Hello? I mean, okay, so Cooper and Cumberbatch are trouser-free in the Oscar contenders, uh, contenders, and Sebastian Stan bears it all in coming Hulu miniseries. So we're going to have guys just walking around, hanging around. What, uh, what, what, what are they going to be in? I just want to make sure I don't see it. Why? You don't, you don't want to see it. Tell me the name of them. Uh, you can look it up now with an attitude like that, my friend. Don't want to see them. Uh, have a nice weekend, okay? Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.